this is a show that we recorded uh, back in May uh, on the day of the NCAA final uh, live from the world famous Central Bar in Gateshead. Um, it's live and involved drinking beer and watching the game and some punditry from myself and Tom as we went along. Uh, there were a few people with us as well, um, so shout out to those people, which I think happens during the show. But anyway, uh, this is... Uh, there was supposed to be video to go along with it, but that's gone missing. So here is the NCAA final live Unnecessary Governors recording from May in October. Can't say that we're not relevant. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Set that away. Clap sync. I think that's how we should start it. Your face isn't actually in it. <sighs> Even better. We'll just sit back. Bring the mic closer. Yeah. I don't think we should put any of this. Mm. I think we should all be in it. Leave it in. Leave it in. Leave it in. Yeah. Uh, and on that note... Oh. Where is it? Welcome. Glad I'll let you do it. Welcome. To Unnecessary Governors Live! From the uh, world famous Central Bar in Gateshead. Um, <laughs> this is uh, probably going to be a disaster. It's more of a trial <laughs> run. Our first ever show in person. We're in the, the Central here today, uh, Championship Final Day. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, Virginia, surprisingly, against Maryland. Uh, we can't, we're probably shooting ourselves in the foot because we're going to talk a lot today about what we normally talk about on the radio. So, come Thursday. I might actually have some like thought-out opinions by then rather than just making it up as I go along. That's true. We might just be repeating ourselves a lot, but you should still listen anyway. Yeah. Um, we can cut most of this, right? That's a good intro. Yeah, fine. Um, so, before we get onto the actual lacrosse, I think it's mm. worth taking a moment to talk about the stash bracket. It has become the underground social media success story. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's talking about it. Certainly everybody that Everyone's is sitting on this particular, te- this particular bench here, yeah, they're definitely talking about it all Everyone the time. Everyone else is probably sick of it. Probably. Mm-hmm. They probably can't wait for the NCAA to be over, but I'm afraid we'll probably do. Well, they're just Something gonna... very similar for the PLL. <laughs> they're going to be <laughs> sorely disappointed when the PLL kicks off and it all starts again. Yeah. Um, so the semi-final matchups were... Stash brackets. Stash brackets. We're still talking about fashion. Yeah. Fashion. I don't know if I should be closer to the mic, can't I? I don't know. I don't know. No, me neither. Uh, Denver against Notre Dame and UNC against Rutgers. Nope, UNC against Syracuse. It's just <laughs> that I didn't update the text on the graphic. The thing is, there were two very, very clear winners there. Two very clear winners. And I wouldn't have predicted either of those. I mean, my antipathy for a sleeveless uniform is well known. It's well, not, well it's, known. It's not the worst sleeveless uniform. The, I think the Virginia sleeveless is worse. Syracuse one's okay because it doesn't look like it's sleeveless. Because it's it, only when you get really close that you can tell they're wearing vests. And then it looks silly. It's just why. That's, that's my thing. It's you're not, you're not in the video again every time you I know, back. sorry. I was so disgusted by Syracuse getting through. I just had to hide my face so you couldn't see it. So the two winners from this were Notre Dame beat Denver. I don't have the actual percentage because we're recording on my phone that has all the stuff on it. And um, Syracuse beat Virginia, which is not Virginia. Syracuse beat UNC, 
which really hammers home the point that everyone who listens to our show is wrong about everything all of the time. I agree. This is this has happened consistently where we've been wrong about all the predictions mm-hmm. and so prediction wise we're wrong and opinion wise they're always wrong. Yeah. But consistency at least. Yeah, I mean at least know, it's consistent. Yeah, yeah. The constantly voting for the wrong one and we've got two average uniforms in the Notre Dame ones now. We've got two <sighs> average uniforms in the final. What you've got here is you've really got a, a classic in Notre Dame, the classic navy blue with the gold trim. Sometimes when they rock it with the gold helmets as well, it really gives it a pop. That, that's the only time it looks special when they've got the shiny gold helmets on, apart from that. But their regular blue helmets are a bit of a disappointment. But then the Syracuse is, you know, the hyper-modern sleeveless thing that Nike first did for Team USA in the Iroquois back in 2014? No idea. In Denver. Um, and that was fine there because we thought it was a one-off, but then lo and behold, they were rocking it in Israel as well, much to everybody's disappointment. By everybody, I mean me. Um, but Nike is still churning out really good kits with sleeves as well. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know why, why they're doing this. I mean, it makes sense, you know, if you're going to Israel to play in that's true. 35 degrees and 80% humidity. It makes sense to have maybe like a short sleeve shirt with a with a loose base layer and underneath. And mesh ones as well. Yeah. Very breathable. Very breathable. Very 80s. Um, but uh, but I, I, just, I, don't, I don't understand it for a spring sport in America. It doesn't make sense to me. It's not the sleeves for me. It's just, it was up against UNC, all black and blue. It was just, from day one, that was the best one. That was, that was like absolutely demolishing everyone else it came up against. Yeah. And anyway, we've got the fa- the final of the stash bracket is Syracuse against uh, Notre Dame. I mean, there's a clear winner there, but obviously it'll be Syracuse because we think it's Notre Dame and we're always wrong about our predictions. Yeah. And it clearly should be Notre Dame and it's never who it should be. So do you think the more we talk about this, the more we just vote for what will piss us off? I think so. I think so. Uh Craig Stevens, I know you, for one, have consistently voted against anything I've said that I've liked. I've been checking the insights, and I know what you're doing, Craig, and it's not funny. It is quite funny. It is quite funny. Uh, it is quite funny. Now on to actual lacrosse. <laughs> the actual semi-finals. Now everyone can tune back in. Now that they've no longer zoned out. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm also going to have to get this up there. Uh, two pretty insane semi-finals for... Um, well... I say quite different reasons. There were two teams that completely took over. Yes. But one of them, it was like that until the end, and one of them had a really quite silly finish. Um, so we'll start, just because it's open here, we'll start with um, UNC against Virginia. Uh, I think we both expected UNC to go through. Well, not easily, <sighs> but... No, like, there's no, there's, there's no easy games in the semi-finals, right? No, of course. But not with not with these teams well, the amount of star no. power, which I'm sick of hearing the announcers talk about how much star power there is in this championship yeah. weekend. But if, yeah, I mean the thing that they're always banging on about is you know the, you've basically got two sets of elite players in this year's NCAA because you've got last year's seniors and you've got this year's seniors mm. at the same time. You know, because everybody got an extra year of eligibility because last year was cancelled and all that sort of stuff. So there is, it is really dense. Like there are more good players than there normally are. You know that top ten percent 
is much better than it was. Mm. And then the next 10 or 15%, again, is much better than it usually is. But it's not seniors that are causing the problems. And oh, c- no. certainly for Virginia, you know, it's it's the, the legit freshman Schellenberger who's coming out any time the ball gets in his stick, something happens. You know, he's got great vision. Uh, he's got a great turn of pace. He can dodge from anywhere on the field. They've been running him out of the box. They've been playing him at attack. They've been playing him behind the cage. And every time he's done something, it's really been something. You know, he's been just fantastic all year. But particularly on Saturday, I thought he had a like another standout game. And being a big game player will get you quite a long way for the future. Oh, I mean, considering, you know, like you say, he's a freshman, going forward, they're looking scary. Like, they're looking, like, in a couple of years' time, he's going to be, he's going to be, like, on another level, like something we've, you know, not seen this year. But we kind of saw, especially at halftime, Virginia were kind of running away with it. Yeah. But when you actually look at the box score, they only won one quarter. They lost the first quarter 3-2, they lost the third quarter 4-3, and they didn't score at all in the fourth quarter and lost 3-0. That second quarter where they won 7-1. Yeah, and that that's that's the beauty of lacrosse though, isn't it? You can go on like a 7-1 seven, a seven, run in a quarter uh, by winning face-offs and maintaining possession and just putting the other team under the pump. And you can you can get through on that. Now, normally for me, I would always say that the third quarter is the most important because that's the mm-hmm. way I was coached. Yeah. You know, third quarter is win or lose games. Shout out to you, Robin Webb. Um, but Virginia... Put that uh, put that tail to the lie on on Saturday, and they, that second quarter was amazing. That was some of the best. Like it was just astounding that UNC just sort of disappeared for that whole fifteen minutes. I think I've just I've just I've not seen for a long time a team playing with as much confidence as Virginia was. Yeah. And considering the occasion, championship weekend semi final, they were just having fun. There wasn't an, like there wasn't an ounce of nerves no. on that bench. They they were playing like it was a scrimmage. UNC were playing that second quarter. As if they'd already lost. And yeah. Virginia were just loving it. They were yeah. just having fun. And, yeah, they just yeah. completely took over. And, you know, as much as, you know, UNC fought back and, you know, only ended up losing by one goal with um, that crazy finish where Alex Rode makes an incredible save and then makes a terrible clearance. <laughs> yeah, and then that was brutal. I don't know who it was, but one of the Virginia players gets in. I mean, I thought that was going to overtime. The amount yeah. of overtimes we've seen in this championship week, I was like, there's no way this doesn't go to overtime. Yeah. Insane finish. I think uh, Will Perry yeah. was kind of the only guy for UNC who I thought, on that game, looked like he deserved to be playing in the final. Yeah. He's the one I felt sorry for. He, he left it all out there. Everyone else kind of sunk into themselves. Yeah, and you think that they had in... Like, Chris Gray was basically anonymous. Mm. I mean, it would, you which know, you, likely, you do don't you, say a lot. No, I mean, he had three goals. Three goals? Three, three and two, goal, maybe? Three goals, two assists. Yeah. And, and he, 14 shots. Yeah. Whereas Will Perry had five goals on nine shots. Yeah. And that's, and like, um, for your, for these games, you need your big name players to really step up and make the difference. Mm. And Chris Gray didn't do that. And he'll be disappointed. And Schellenberger did. And Schellenberger did, exactly. Um, Although I say that. I do say that, but looking at it here, you know, Chris Gray, on paper, had a better game than Schellenberger, but the difference was Schellenberger took four shots, scored two of them, 
Yeah. And uh, Chris Gray took 14 shots, scored three of them. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, he scored more goals, but had Chris Gray been as he has been mm-hmm. throughout the whole season, um, North Carolina would have walked that game. They would have yeah. done. There so, was a victim of his own success, really. But I think he can so, still yeah. have, you know, an above-average game for an, for an average player. But we're still saying, but you should do better. We should do better from you. Yeah. You've been carrying, well, not carrying the team, but you've been really leading the team yeah. so far, and you just didn't. Yeah, yeah. There was one goal in that second quarter that really typified the way it was going for Virginia. Um, I think it was Chris Gray t- came from behind, actually turned the corner, ripped a big shot outside. The goalie popped it up, and it went straight into the stick. Mm. Oh, no, sorry. Um, Schellenberger turned the corner. Took a big shot. And I think I Krieg, Krieg pops it up, and um, one of the Virginia middies just runs in, catches it, sticks it straight past him. Yeah. Like he had no chance. It was absolutely brutal. And that was sort of like the, like the third or fourth goal on the bounce for them. Yeah, Krieg and didn't have the, the game that I was expecting. He didn't do badly, but no. there were a couple of goals which, I think, in any other game this season, he'd have saved easily. You know, but it was quite a few times where he saw him going. You know, that was yeah. my bad. That was I mean, my fault. The conditions. Weren't ideal it for was, goalies. It, it was, was filthy. Yeah. Eight degrees and lashing down with rain. You know, it's not also ideal. Also playing on grass for the first time for the first for a time in a couple of weeks. Teams, yeah, would would make a difference. I think it was. I think well, I think the first game Maryland played on grass, which clearly didn't make a difference. But no, no. I think we've done that to death. Then, don't yeah. we? Yeah, I think we've covered up more than we usually would on the radio. <laughs> right. Uh, smooth transition straight into the Maryland game. Not quite as much to say about this one, purely because it ended 14-5, which, I mean, against Duke was incredible. Just, I mean, it literally just goes to show that I know nothing about lacrosse. Well. I've been on the Duke train all year. Yeah. You know, what I say, it's going to be Duke and UNC in the final. When did I say that? March. That <laughs> yeah. March. Probably. Well, well, Duke were. They were, they were the, in the off-season, they were the number one. Yeah. They, they were odds on to win it all. But Maryland, not lost a game all season. Still not lost one. I mean... Going into this final, you've got to think, on the back of a 14-5 win against, you know, the number one team at the beginning of the season, they've got to be feeling themselves. They've got to think there's no way they can be beaten. No one's beaten them yet. They're going to they're gonna feel unbeatable, and I think they're going to go out and play like they're unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said last week, you know, I think, I don't think it really matters what happened in the other game, because I think the winner was coming from this game. And I still think that. See, I thought I thought UNC would be either Maryland or Duke. Just I just think they're that good. I thought Chris Gray would take over. But now that it is Virginia, I, f- I think I'm with you. Unfortunately, I think we're on the same page. Yeah. So that's not as that's interesting. That's damning for uh, Maryland's chances, though. I think we're that, Yeah, that's true. I think we, yeah. Maryland have no chance now that we've both backed it. Yeah, I think one thing that with Maryland is, though, that that they have over other teams is they're just, they're just so... Very fast. So that you almost saw. I know, and did, didn't allowed I? to now because it's yeah. YouTube, not radio. Yeah. I still have to find a funny sound effect to bleep it out, but don't. Just, <laughs> just, I think it's funnier. Um, but yeah, uh, they're so fast. You know, their first, their, their first attack line are all lightning. Bernhardt, Winskowskis and Moss, they're all yeah, they're absolutely incredible. rapid. Their, f- their first and second midfield lines are both lightning fast. You know, it's really no difficult. Really. No, it's, it's they're, they're so difficult to run with for for sixty minutes. But there's literally nothing else to say about that game. No, they just not. battered Duke off the park in every single facet of the game. Yeah, and with the final just about to face off, actually just now, I think we'll call it there and we'll catch up at 
half time, quarter time, sometime. something like that. See you in a bit, probably more drunk. Bye. A few moments later. Right. You ready? It's 9 7 to Virginia, and that's about it. Half time in the NCAA championship final. Um, three points. Three points? Four points? Four. On the fourth. Right, okay. Um, Maryland, Virginia. What's happened then, Tom? What was um, going on? Bit of a run for Virginia in the second quarter there? Got a bit ahead? They did. They did. It looked like at the very beginning in the first quarter, it was quite low scoring. Um, if I can figure out how this website works, I'll tell you exactly how low scoring. Where's the box score? 4-4. Four, four. Someone's just whispered in my ear. Thanks, Phil. Um, yeah, it was fairly tight to begin with. Virginia went on a little bit of a run. Maryland came back a little bit, but not completely. Uh, it, we probably cursed it, like we said. We, yeah, we would do. Almost definitely. Almost definitely cursed it um, with Virginia up. I don't know. It could, it could go either way. Schellenberger, two goals, one assist. Um, Bernhardt, two goals, two assists. Um, still not seen much. Well, it said one goal, one assist with Nowskis. With Nowskis, yeah. Maltz on the scoreboard as you've well. You've not heard his name a lot. No. I mean, it's been very... To be fair, other than that run, that um, four-goal... No, six-goal run that Virginia went on. Six on the bounce. Is it six? It's been... Very even since then. Um, that goal from Connors, uh, where he stripped the guy on his own restraining line, went the length of the field and stuck it in. Big nods from Phil over there. He enjoyed that one. I missed that when I was getting the kebab. Yeah. Absolute schoolboy error from Tom, to be fair. <laughs> nah, to be fair, I watched the highlights. That was a good kebab. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing to speak of in the face-off game? Um, that's eight wins for Maryland. Ten eight wins ten. Nothing for... Nothing to talk about, really. Yeah. It wasn't so much right to begin with. Virginia were doing better in the face-off game when Maryland was still up. Um, and now it's pretty even and Virginia are up. So I've got absolutely no idea what that means. But it's interesting, I guess. Yeah, not loads to talk about. I think kind of as we expected, apart from Virginia are winning, fairly close. Um, yeah, Bernhardt and Schellenberg are doing their things. I think if players like Wisnowskis can step up in the second half, then I still wouldn't bet against Maryland. No, like I think Maryland have got the ability to turn it on, haven't they? You know, across the board, they've got guys who can. Oh, step they've not. Up. They've not hit one hundred percent yet. No, definitely not. No, they've. Um, yeah, they've taken the opportunities that have presented themselves, but they haven't really forced themselves into it, have they? No. Uh, I mean, Bernhardt's gone to the rack a couple of times, had a couple of uh, dives around the crease and yeah, that sort of thing. Behind the goal, and did a diving behind the back, which I respect, but I've got no idea how you're supposed to score from behind from behind the goal on a behind the back, but I fully respect the... It looked great, and it was ruled out for being... I don't think he even went in, but he landed in the goal now. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to turn it on. I think we still could. Um, I'm still back in Maryland. Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm still on the uh, the turp train. So more turtles. It'll be Virginia. Less people on horses. Cavaliers. Cavaliers yeah, yeah, yeah nice one. Thanks, mate. Uh, let's have a look at the goalies. Um, exactly the same. Yeah. Um, six saves. Five saves. Five saves. Um, forty percent, forty-two percent save percentage. It would be so much more interesting if. Someone had taken over, but it's exactly what we expected, which 
makes for not as exciting, well, not viewing, but not as exciting for us to talk about, but we've committed to it now, so we have, we've got to we? talk about we have, it. I think we probably have to generate some um, generate some enthusiasm for the next time that we uh, sit down at the mic, to be honest, Tom, because this is a bit flat. And we're going to cut half of it out. Leave it in, though. It'll be fine. No, we'll cut half of it out. Um, this isn't the important bit. We'll just come back at the end and talk about what actually happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, predictions for the second half. Uh, Maryland takeover with Nowskis is going to absolutely kill it. He's going to... He's gonna, yeah, he's going to take over, and I think that'll get the Maryland bench hyped up. Yeah. And I think they'll start playing with a bit more... Mm-hmm. A bit more swagger. Right. I've got two predictions for you then. Go. Just purely out of my hoop. I think uh, we're going to see a third quarter hat-trick from Wisnowskis. I think he's going to probably get two on fast breaks, and then he'll get one on a ridiculous feed from Bernhardt from absolutely nowhere. And then are we just going to cut there directly towards going, yeah, that didn't happen? Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, fair. And then my second one is that um, Pete Lasala will definitely score another fast break goal. Straight from the yeah. face off for Virginia. He looks like he's got it in him every time he gets down to the face and he pops up with the ball. He looks like he's a threat. We were talking about, and I don't know, how much do you think the fact that Virginia were here last year? Oh, was it last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, last year. Last time. Um, last time. 2019. Um, and they won it. How much impact is that going to have on how they approach the final and how Maryland approach the final? Because, I, I mean, I don't know if we said this last time, but I think we talked about it. I feel like in the semi-final... You could kind of see Virginia. We've been here. We've done this very recently. We know what we're doing. We've already done it once yeah. recently. How much are they still feeling the same now? And how much are Maryland thinking? Hmm. May, you know, maybe coming into this, if it had been told, you know, you'll be facing Virginia in the final, but it maybe been a bit happier than if it had been told, you know, you're facing UNC or something. But now they're thinking, actually, they did this last year. They've been here. They've done this. They know what they're doing. How much is that, like the occasion, gonna play into it? Well, I mean, Maryland have been to the the final four mm. eight times in the last ten years. You know, they, yeah, la- they, last, they last won it in twenty seventeen. Okay, they were there last year, last time out in the final four. They didn't make it to the final, but you know, it's a team with an ingrained culture of winning, with a coach who is who has the best final four record of any coach in college across. Really, John Tillman? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's what happens when you do research. You see, you. Learn, yeah. learn things, actual facts that are yeah, may or may not have made up. No, but uh, he's, he's definitely up there in terms of the record in the Final Four, and he has, the way he prepares his teams for the Final Four, and particularly the weekend where they, they have to make the, the big plays twice in a weekend, Maryland seemed to bounce back quicker than other teams. So if you're, you're John Tillman, Maryland dressing room now, you're, how many, you're two goals down, Against the reigning champions, what do you say to you know your Bernhardt, your Wisnowski? Trust yourselves. Just trust your t- trust yourselves. Trust your teammates. We do this every week. I mean, and they have been doing fifteen now. So exactly at wins. the end of the at the end of the day, it's just a game of lacrosse. And what have we done this year with games of lacrosse? We've well, won every single blinking one of them. You better beep out that blinking. I'll blink, beep out that blinking. Don't, don't worry. None of that unnecessary goodness. Yeah. Um, you know they're undefeated for a reason. You know the Big Ten. Yeah, maybe it was a little bit soft, but there were some good teams. But they've, there. But they've proved. I mean, you can. I mean, we said this at the time. You can only beat what's in front of you. Yeah. And then we'll see. You know, coming out of the Big Ten, going into 
the championship bracket. We'll see if they can hold up still, and they have done. And they have they, done. They, so far, they have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd, be, I mean, it'd be a terrible first loss, wouldn't it? A terrible first loss to win 15 games and then lose a final. Or is, or is it the best one? That's the question, you know? I mean, I guess it's better than losing the quarterfinal. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. painful. But, you know, I think uh, Maryland probably still have it in them. But yeah. then, you know, Virginia have been super solid. Um, if you're Virginia, you're feeling very confident. Yeah. At halftime in front of the only unbeaten team yeah. in the league. A uh, little shout-out to Phil Elwood, actually. He mentioned during the second quarter that he was very impressed with the defensive decision-making on both ends of the ball. Uh, the guys were really... Whoever he is. Uh, really seem to be communicating well on both ends. And that stands them both in good stead as the game goes, as the game goes on. So as they get tired, that level of decision-making will drop off, which will give the attackers the advantage as they go. So you think we're going to start seeing it open up a little bit more for A the little attackers? bit, yeah. And, and that's when possession will really come into play. Mm. And that's when you know the face-off game, which is pretty much even so far, so far. will really start to impact. Virginia stuck with? With LaSalle, LaSalle the whole time. All the way? Yeah. Um... And uh, what, uh, Shoggy and Wayman? Uh, yeah, it doesn't actually much, say how many. Pretty much, yeah, 11, and, taken 11 and 7. Oh, it does. It does say how many yeah. they've taken each, yeah. So, yeah. I'm so, four. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's covered everything for half time. I don't need to say too much at half time. Yeah. No one's really cares about what's no. happening at half time. No. Right. right. I think that'll do. Content. We can get plenty out of that. Content. Plenty out of that. Content, content, content. A few moments later. Right, so here we are at full time then. Mm. The NCAA Championship Division 1 this year is going all the way back to Charlottesville. No, that's North Carolina. That's where Duke is. How about... No, that's Durham. North Carolina. Oh, Jesus. Let's start again. Now we go... Where is Virginia? (laughs) Where is Virginia? In the United States... Um, <laughs> is it Maryland? No, nope. Virginia. Um, you mean the University which of Virginia? County? University of Virginia, maybe it should be the thing you're Googling? Where is the... We'll cut uni- it. No, we won't. <laughs> is the University of Virginia. Virginia. There you go. Charlottesville. What did I say? I thought you said Charlottesville. Did I? Where is the University of North Carolina? Chapel, Chapel Hill. Ah, uh, right, okay. Uh, you can understand it. Yeah, so yeah. We, 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 can, we can just cut right at the beginning when you said it's going all the way back to Charlottesville. And you just correct. <laughs> and, just cut in. Yeah. and we're fine. Um, so as expected, we were wrong again. <laughs> which I think... <laughs> Again, consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the PLL, I really hope we we get none right because, uh, like I say, it, the consistency that's important. That's what viewers want. If we if we start all over the place with our with our predictions, yeah, they'll stop watching. As yeah. long as as long as they always know to bet against against us, who yeah, we that's, say, that's the thing. Yeah, then I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. But what uh, I mean, what a finish! What a finish! You know, what a performance by both teams. Virginia really got out in front there, and Maryland clawed it back twice. Well, I think we were just saying before, just before we started recording, it's very similar to what we did in the semi-finals. Absolutely, they yeah. pulled away and then thought, "Let's make it interesting. Let's bring it down to one goal, and then almost concede in the last second, but not quite." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, you know, it was a, an amazing finish, and that last face-off win 
Um, and, you know, like Maryland have been scrapping face-offs all day. And, and for scrapping uh, all over the pitch, really. Yeah, and that's it. And, but, but to win a, cl- win a clean one forwards and get in and get that last shot with like a couple of seconds on the clock, you know, absolute heartbreaker. But, mm. you know... I really feel for them. I think I think probably on the balance of it all, Virginia deserved it. On the day, yeah. I mean, obviously looking at the season, it's heartbreaking to think you go undefeated until the final, and then you don't come away with the championship. Lose the big one. You know, yeah. like looking at the the whole thing, maybe you know it's unfair. But on the day, which again, that's all that's all you can look at. Virginia probably were the better team on the day. Yeah, they didn't mean you know again just looking at the score as in. Um, Bernhardt. I mean, it's not like he had a, you know, it's not like he had a ter- terrible game. Two goals, three assists. But when you don't get Jared Bernhardt going, yeah. Well, and but that's the thing about championship games, isn't it? You know, it's all very good and well having scoring across the board. But what you really need is your biggest players mm. to step up and score the goals. You know, like Maryland. Uh, sorry, Virginia have got Schellenberger with four, Moore with four, Connor with three. You know, whereas Maryland have only got Winsnowskis with. Five, which we do have to say, your prediction was right about was now skits on the third quarter hat trick. Third quarter hat trick, although the whole um, well, yeah, coming back, but um, tits up after that, didn't it? You know, um, fifteen percent shooting for Bernhardt, thirteen shots, two goals. Yeah, and that to be honest speaks a lot towards how Virginia defended him. You know, they forced him to bad angles and to shots through slides and that sort mm. of thing. So a lot of his shots were deflected, a lot of his shots were from bad angles and they, they really forced him into difficult positions to make it count. Because in the semi-finals, the way Virginia defended was, we were saying, a lot of, you know, a lot of double teams, a lot of triple teams, they played mm-hmm. like they had an extra mm-hmm. man on the pitch, which could have been very problematic in this game when you've got, you know, Bernhard, Wisnowskis um, and Maltz like up there. You can't, yeah. you can't leave anyone open, but, you know, they, they switched the way they played, you know. It's not that we didn't see double teams, but it was very much more, you know, like you were saying, they, they played the game, they, they got the matchups right, and yeah, I mean, they couldn't really contain Wisnowskis after the second half, which is probably why Maryland, you know, yeah. almost came back. But, I mean, Virginia clearly, two years in a row, they know how to play a final. They know how to win a final. No doubt about it. And no uh, doubt they've about done it, it twice. Yeah. So And you can see from the emotion from Lars Tiffany in that. Mm after game interview that he was you know it wasn't really so much of the, the grand plan but just the way that the players executed on the day 100% you know um, but he was saying you know they did make some adjustments at half time you know they looked to to make the dodges longer to create a bit more separation between them because they were surprised with how physical Maryland were and I think that was demonstrated in the the first quarter certainly you know with it being so tight I mean we had, we had to make those changes as well because Maryland made similar changes I mean we were saying what what changes are they going to make at halftime? What are they going to say? Clearly, whatever was said worked. Mm-hmm. Maryland mm-hmm. went out and, you know, I, I don't have it off. It was, I can't see the box score. I can't remember off the top of my head, like, what the what the score was in each quarter. But clearly, it was a lot closer, you know, in the in the last yeah. half than it yeah. was in the first half. So, fair play to Virginia for, you know, making those adjustments, which, in hindsight, were necessary because Maryland made positive adjustments as well. Yeah, and sure. Without, if Virginia had probably just kept doing what they were doing, yeah. Maryland probably would have completed the comeback which oh, they almost did and it, oh I really want that last that last face off win I thought this is it this is going to overtime oh, what no. are you doing oh sorry on the floor I'm just trying to get myself back in the frame ruined it ah Where there we go <laughs>
Oh, right. <clears throat> we can boy, can cut what else we need to talk that. about. Uh, I don't uh, know why, isn't it? Yeah. That's probably it for that. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of the college season then. And yeah. next weekend is the first weekend. This weekend. This weekend coming. Yeah. Okay, my God, it's Monday already. It is Monday already. Uh, so by next Saturday, we'll be knee deep in the PLL already. Knee deep. The guys are in training camp this week. They're all up in Boston already. Um, trying on their new gear. Um, some of them looking exceptionally sharp in some very traditional Boston Cannons looking training gear. If only the um, jerseys, the jerseys weren't shit. absolutely terrible. Um, Am I right in thinking the first match is a replay of last season's championship match? I think it may well be. Um, oh, is it the uh, 2020 results up here on the website? Oh dear. Is it oh uh, Chow's against... Schedule. Uh, Whip snakes, is it? Chow's against the whips. No. Cannons Redwoods to start. No, it is. Oh no, it was. Yeah. For some reason, even that game's before. Whip snakes v Chow's to start with. Uh, go. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there again. And I know our predictions have been wrong the whole time. That'll be this year's championship match. Championship as well. game again. Yeah, hundred percent. Whip snakes chaos. Well, I think Cannons Redwoods has also got a shot, but you know, we'll which is the happens. second game. Yeah. Um, and that's Friday, and then there's games on Saturday as well. Three more games on Saturday. Cannons are back against Water Dogs. Archers are playing Atlas, and then the Chrome are taking on the Redwoods. Water Dogs, Cannons, that'll be a scrappy game. Oh, yeah. I think. All them scraps. All them scraps. Uh, I think we should probably call it a night, to be honest. I think we probably should. Uh, banging. Yeah. We've got, we've got plenty there. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you live on Thursday. Live on Thursday. On Seven Bridges Radio. Um, God knows what we'll talk about. Who Call knows? Everything. Yeah. Don't forget to tune in on Thursday, 8 o'clock, British Summertime, where we will be bringing you some more considered opinions than the ones you've just mm. realised. More sober opinions. Certainly. So, Well, potentially. Potentially. Uh, you know. <laughs> There's every chance. There's every chance. Um, with a little bit of a look ahead at the PLL and the guys who've been playing... This weekend in the NCAA and who will be featuring next weekend in the PLL. I'll probably write about episode three of the shit Chris Hogan documentary. Yeah, Tom's take uh, on the Chris Hogan documentary will be fascinating as ever. And then uh, we will see you then. And we'll also bring you the results of the stash bracket, which only went live at six o'clock today. Yeah. So we currently, don't even know how it's going. Currently neck no, and neck? Just. There's like a couple of votes in it, but I think Notre Dame's just... Sneaking ahead. Just sneaking ahead, but it's pretty neck and neck. And as long as that stays there, then we can all go to a happy, yeah, happy sleep. Night. Night. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Unnecessary Governors. Also YouTube, but you know that because you're already watching this on YouTube. Peace. Don't know why I said peace. That's fucking rubbish. Yep.